river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters, Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone. To let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 124. Okay, so when last we left our heroes, you had overcome Pytax's army entirely. Yes. Uh, along with the Mivon, your Mivon, Mivoyan allies. Yes. Um, and then had gone into the palace proper where you had found uh, Cassiopeia. Or, or not. Uh, we had found a giant snake that was pretending to be Cassiopeia. Yep. And you have come to the throne room to find Erevetti. Yes. And found him, you have not. No, because Erevetti re- has left the building. Yes, as you have realised, the uh, uh, creature here, the man in the armour in front of you is not the Clockwork King, it is merely a robotic copy of him. Yep. Uh, there does, however, appear to be a very real Villamore cough here. I completely believe that that is the actual Villamore cough. So, um, in terms of what you have in this room that you're looking at, so Iroveti himself, or the clockwork copy, yeah. he is up on this big-ass throne. The throne is on a raised dais. It has steps up to it, but this is a complete non-challenge... Um, Bryn will jump up there so easily it's ridiculous. Um, and I think yeah, you also cannot fuck this up. So yeah. you do not need those stairs. If you want to go up there, you just jump up. Sweet. Um, it's a sort of difficulty five jump checks. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's designed to be imposing as opposed yeah. to anything remotely resembling a security. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, the entire palace full of golems was intended to be the security measure. Uh, these are actually thin, these dots are thin filigreed pillars. They don't prevent you going, uh, they prevent you going through those squares. Yeah. And they provide cover if you're standing around and using them for Sweet. it. Um, what you have along here, uh, the red things are two big tables. Cool. Look like just heavy wooden tables. Yeah. Um, and then there are two balconies up here. Ah, uh, yeah. Which are raised, have sort of um, walls along, sort of that half fencing wall on yeah. the edge. If there are things in it, you cannot presently see them. They are um, high, either ducked down low 
Are the balconies on the next story? Correct. So this is a two-story. This is a two-story ceiling room, and the balconies are one story Correct. up. Correct. But the only the only thing that makes up that second story are these fancy balconies that appear yep. to only serve the purpose of overlooking the throne room. Oh, I've seen exactly the thing. There's presumably like a door up there, something, or I probably wouldn't be able oh, to see. Possibly, it. you can definitely see spiral staircases at each end. Oh, right. Okay, so you can go up and down them. So they may just not have any adjoining doors. Right, so these are the style staircases Correct. to get up onto the balconies. Correct. Cool. Okay, got it. And none of this looks like it's terribly hard to access or locked or barred or anything. Yeah, that yeah, sort of yeah, way. yeah. I mean, ultimately, by the time someone's got to your throne room, you're probably your security's pretty. And Irvedi isn't the kind of king where he has to go. Oh no, somebody broke in and I wasn't prepared. I shall cower behind my highly trained guards. Yeah. Particularly as it turns out, as he, even though he could have fought me, he, he could conceivably have fought me off. He is not taking the chance and bug it off anyway. Well, also, under regular circumstances, he presumably has a lot more highly trained guards when he yeah. hasn't deployed them all to go fight in army combat outside yeah, the, the city. Yeah, there's certainly an argument that you want to stop invaders before they reach the palace and certainly before they reach the throne room. There's no point saving all your guys for the final step. So you have offered to accept his his last surrender, effectively. Yeah. Uh, and he's told you, it has come to this, one of us needs to die here. And then you've realised it's not him, it's a yeah. clockwork copy. And that's about where we cut in, going into initiative. I think. Yeah, Villamore Cloth has expressed his desire to um, take me down once and for all. Yep. And I've told him, as far as I'm concerned, he's just another guy, a guy like the guy up there on that throne. <laughs> he's just another golem to me. <laughs> is of course over here by the Rushlight Tournament okay and so you and Bryn have basically Kept busted, the busted through the door come in in whatever order you like around yeah. here basically the huge ass doors yeah. which have posed no um, significant yeah. challenge to you yeah, so I'm in front because I'm slightly more tanky and Brunner's a lot faster. <laughs> Actually, a lot, lot faster, but she doesn't tend to, you know, leave me behind and streak on ahead, even though, of course, she effortlessly could. Yeah, when Bryn decides she, she wants to cover this room, she will cover the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I've rolled Kaelin's initiative, so I need Bryn, um, okay, so boy, and... Bryn is on a 19... Okay. Nice and quick. Uh, Villamore Koth is on 17. Alright, so he beats me but not Bryn. And uh, the Clockwork Copy is on a 14. Cool. To be honest, annoyed as I am that he's gotten away, there is a certain satisfaction on the fact that I'm not fighting the real Uravetti and that I don't have to fight the real Uravetti while fighting Koth. I think I could take Koth, but I wouldn't fancy doing it while I was trying to take her of Eddie. Yeah, although this was a, a pretty likely outcome. Yeah. Not not necessarily him disappearing in the No, no, if, I don't, I, if I'd anticipated that move, I'd have put more effort into trying to stop them. But Villamore Koth being here. Yeah, yeah, I knew I'd be fighting Koth, but I can't say I'm heartbroken that I'm fighting him in a Doombot as opposed to him in the real Uravetti. Okay, and so Bryn has basically just made a perception check to see through the disguise, effectively, yeah. and... And to to Kaelin's point of view, the thing that is on the throne looks like Eravetti. Yeah. Um, because what Eravetti is is a man in steampunk full plate armor. Yeah. Um, and he's got 
it's it's like an exact copy of the armor, basically. Yeah. But Bryn sees the differences in the movement, in the way he carries himself, in the way he speaks. Yeah. It's a copy. Alright. And we go to initiative, I guess. Yep. And so Aravetti begins to raise his weapons and sort of is standing up from the throne room as yeah. he smashed down the door. Uh, Bryn looks at this and gives Kaylin a quick glance to see if you have any amazing instructions that you want to provide her. Not particularly. Yeah. It's um, it's going to be a bash fight. Like, um, Kaylin's got knows what he's doing, but um, he's happy to let her tackle what she wants to. If you have set tactical goals, like um, kill Iravetti first, or kill Koth first, or whatever, tell the G, or stay out of there and go to throw fireballs at them. No, I'm not going to throw fire. My my first round plan is to drink my Shield of Faith potion and um, boost my AC by another um, four or five points. Okay. So, the first thing that happens is that Bryn gets a perception check followed by a search check and you can actually make these as well you're just um, less likely to I might as well at least roll the perception just would a 21 do it because if not there's really Uh, yes actually okay then I will run alright then I got a a 19 so I'm certainly nearly as good as I can manage on the perception okay so uh, Kaylin is uh, the only one you could give me actually is knowledge engineering check. Oh, sure. Uh, 24. Okay. So, Kaylin is looking at these balconies, and sort of you're looking out for other threats, other what would yeah. be in this case clockwork men jumping you. You don't hear any movement up here to suggest like little whirring of gears or people hiding behind the up in the balconies when you yeah. come down or anything like that. You're reasonably confident that there is no one there. However, looking at these two balconies, they only appear to be accessible from those steps. But you're sure that's not true. You're sure there are probably secret doors that lead into them based on the style of architecture and palace and what you've seen in the rest of Eravides. But you can't see them. Cool. So, uh, effectively, there's no one up there. The only people in this room are Koth and the Clockwork Copy. That does not mean that will remain the case. Cool. Because you can think, you, Kalen can go, okay, there may well be secret entrances in here that I can't see that have backup guards being deployed or something in that neighborhood. Alright, so, um, Run speaks Sylvan, doesn't she? Yes. Kalen will say in S- Sylvan, um, watch the balconies, love, there's secret passages, the, the, the secret passages up there. More coming through. No one up there right now, though. Nay. But give it time. <laughs> no one here but us. You want the big one or the puppet? I'll take whichever one com- comes for me. You take whichever one's the e- we think is the easiest target. Um, take him down, t- take one of them down fast. Okay, uh, she will go. Five, ten, Cool. Rushes across the length of the room, moving her seventy foot. Yeah. For her normal movement. Um, that's that's not double movement. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's just Bryn. Uh As she leaps up on the dais, she sort of plants one hand down on it, flips in mid air, 
pulls out her net as she does so and throws it sideways at Koth. Sweet. And for her action endeavours to entangle him on the, in the net on the basis that uh, she's presuming that he's like horribly, horribly dangerous. Yeah, yeah that's fair. almost certainly true. Uh, and that will be a 26 to hit his touch AC, which will quite certainly do it. Yeah, yeah. On the other hand... Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Koth is absolutely a dangerous, dangerous man. My guess would be his touch AC is not his strong suit. Alright, and Koth is entangled in a net. Cool. That will slow him down nicely, which works for me. And thus takes minus two to hit and minus four decks. Yeah. But he can spend a round throwing the net off, can't he? He can he can either escape from it using his escape artist or he can break it using his strength. Which it's, it's he is probably more than strong enough to just shatter this net apart. It's not yep. made of anything incredibly remarkable. Cool. And it is his decision what to do next after you've looked up whatever you're thinking. I'm looking up how hard it is to break a net. Because you right. Oh, here we go. I wrote it on Brim's character sheet. Right, there's a twenty escape artist check or a thirty-five strength check to break yep. out of the net. So it's a fairly brutal strength check, but doubtlessly Koth can pull it off. Yeah, honestly, he probably likes his odds. Ah, that's what I was looking for that I haven't written down here. I don't know um, what manner of action it uses. It'll be in the player's handbook under net. Yes, I've got it on my phone here. So yeah. Um, Full round action to burst a strength. Cool. To burst in there. And remember drink Bryn's drunk a potion of bark skin? Uh, yes, thank you. I do not remember that. That's plus... Is it the plus five one? It is indeed a plus five one. I'll just cross mine off. thing about natural armor is that it all sacks. <laughs> so Bryn will because she can, it doesn't disadvantage her any, Bryn keeps hold of the trailing rope on the net, so in theory she's ensnaring cough. In, yep. a, in a tug of war you wouldn't yep. really bet on her. Uh, but she can just let it go if she thinks that it doesn't yes. advantage her to hold on anymore. He And um as she goes past and throws the net at him, Kalen will grin at um, Koth. Come and get me. <laughs> he endeavours to sort of pivot round and raises a hand. The net flies over him and entangles him. And he glares at Bryn. You cannot seriously think this will hold me. And there is a... noise as he begins to whistle... As steam sort of starts emitting itself from under the shoulder plates of his armor, and you can literally see small blasts of steam going as he charges and hawks himself up. Yep. And then he sort of takes an experimental swing with the axe, realizes the net is indeed impeding him, and just goes and endeavors to rip it to bits. Yep. (laughs) Which he will do. Yep, he now twenties the strength. He just Rips the net clean apart into a dozen pieces with relative ease. Yep. And, uh, let me just check something. Yeah. Cool. 
he was already raging in his stats. It's it's important to find that out, so the strength doesn't yeah, jump yeah. up by another six points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Paizo either writes them as fully buffed or not buffed at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so he rips the net to shreds, and that is his full round action. Cool. Alright, and it is Caelan. It is Caelan. Who reaches for a little, a little flask in his belt, bites off the captain's teeth, and knocks it back. He drinks a potion of Shield of Faith, and very um, Dragon Age style, just drops it on the ground where it sh- the bottle shatters. And that is his entire action. Sure, draw and drink. Yep, so um, his AC is now 41. I'm confident Koth can hit that, but it's not going to be as easy for him as it would have been otherwise. Brun is not terribly desperate to go stand in front of Koth and let him full attack her. Yeah, that's his spirit. But it's the Doombot's turn anyway. Yes, indeed. I'm trying to encourage Koth to come down here and attack me. But of course I have not actually spent an action for trying to provoke him. And... So what the clockwork copy has in his hands is what looks like that clockwork weapon that Irabiti had in the form yeah. of a greatsword. Uh, I think you had picked up... That, that it was... it's a lance slash greatsword. It's a reconfigurable weapon. Uh, that's the thing Irabiti made, yes. Yeah. Um, and um, Irabiti also has what looks like blight in a hilt on his... Um, yeah. But, but sheathed and unusable... And he will actually put a hand. The clockwork copy puts a hand on the hilt of blight. Looks to looks up to Caelan. Drop your sword and yield. You cannot have blight, and gatekeeper is only of value to me. Mm-hmm. And presuming that you do not immediately comply with this demand, yeah. he does not, in fact, draw blight. He takes his hand back off it again, uh, and. Uh, with remarkable speed flicks away the clockwork greatsword, reaches down around behind him under his cloak and goes shoo, shoo, and pulls out a pair of heavy repeating crossbows. Oh, that's very annoying. And lets fly with them. Yep. Mm-hmm. At you. Yep. Fine with me. Uh, so... This is his... And there is a whoosh, whoosh, as both weapons get very slightly tangled in the cloak. Yeah. And thunk, thunk, and at a 15 on each one, they both just go sailing past you. Yeah. Kale doesn't even move. Yeah, they look like, you know, really nice, high quality. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they'd hit like a truck if they hit. Crossbows, but um, unfortunately he rolls like shit. It yeah. misses you entirely. Good for him. Uh, and that is his round. He full attacks you. Cool. And it is now, and it is now round two in Brinston. And he does not appear to be fast enough to reload the crossbows with any extraordinary speed. Sweet. Uh, and it is now Brin's turn. Brin is now close enough to him to make a perception check of her own. She looks at the clockwork copy and growls to you and Sylvan. Don't think it's blight. Same hilt, but 
like same hilt but lighter. Different metals, not the same material. It won't be blight. Eriviti would never leave it behind. And he's got something else Eriviti doesn't usually have. A string of beads around his neck. Like you have. He's wearing a necklace of fireballs. Well, I can't imagine he'll be able to hit you with them, but I'll watch out for they, it. They look like fairly... Because you know how this works. They yeah. look like cheap mundane beads until he pulls one off, then it glows and he goes flick fireball. I'll go stand next to Koth. See how well programmed he is. Be funny if he throws them anyway. So, Bryn does not think that she is going to be able to stun the clockwork copy because whether or not stunning would work on Eravetti, this thing is quite certainly just a straight construct. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't expect it to work on Eravetti either, but there's no reason not to try it. It In theory, it might work on Koth because he's closer to what Kestrosio Eravetti is. It would certainly be one way to find out, but I don't think she should take in um, Koth full attack unless she's really got no better tactical options. Yeah. Um, I think that what she will do is roll straight up to the clockwork copy yep. and sort of push him back down to the throne yep. and just goes and lays in with several quick claws into his waist. Yeah, given that she's got the golem bane scarab, she can hurt him. So she gets her three flurry attacks on this. Uh, nine. And she rips away at him, and the clockwork copy both pivots and turns, and there is a <laughs> of metal as none of those get through his armor. Wow. She does not manage to penetrate his AC on any of them, so his the, the clockwork armor that makes up his defenses is obviously impressive. Cool. Um, did she roll particularly well or particularly no, badly? No, she did not. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, god-awful, but it wasn't anything amazing. Either. That's fine. Well, I'm obviously unlikely to take him down, but if she just distracts him, that will work too. And then it is... Cough. Cough. No longer wearing a net. Well, he's wearing bits of a net, but not that it impede him in any way. Bits of a net all over the floor. He looks to you looks across fine wait over there until I'm done with her <laughs> and goes clunk 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 up the stairs yep and brings his mighty great axe round and just poof, takes a swing at Bryn yep and actually as he can flank her and has no reason not to he will do so cool It will probably not shock you to learn that he hits her with the first blow. Yeah. Well, it should be with the only blow. Yes, yes, indeed. But as in, like, you know, his first attack is going to be pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But you factored in the extra plus five that she's got. Yes. Yeah, cool. Even so, like, you know, like, what's your first attack look like? Uh, It's a 20 unless I'm hitting a golem, at which point it's a 22. His is doubtlessly higher because he's got the... um, you know, overloading, he's making himself more vulnerable at the cost of getting more hits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he smashes into Bryn with the Great Axe for 19 points of damage, and yep. she just winces it slightly. Yeah. She's fine. Cool. Alright, fine then. 5, 10, 15. 5, 10, 15, 20. 
I don't want to have to absorb the full attack. Um, and Kaelin will run. Yep. Dook. So that gives me an AC penalty. Yep. You, um, lose, you lose your dexterity to AC. Cool. All right. Um, that doesn't apply to my reflection modifier, does it? No. Cool. Okay, I lose one point to my um, AC for the next round. And you provoke, but that is irrelevant here. Koth does not have amazing magic reach or anything. Cool. So Kaelin's... Looks at looks at the situation and it sprints flat out across the floor. He is um, holding in both hands the adamantine greatsword, which is of course Golembane, and he moves into flank cough. And, um, uh, all right, fine. If you don't want to come to me, cough, destroy him," says Ervetti, and then. Copy will move around to here, yeah, and comes into a flanking position with you, drawing out his clockwork greatsword again very rapidly as he does so. Cool. Um, focused on your destruction entirely. Yeah. You know, at about this point, you might start thinking that isn't super smart. You know, yeah. this this isn't um, what Zerovetti doing, but of course, having already worked out the game, yeah. this shouldn't surprise you terribly. Uh, but, but I'm entertained. I'm pretty confident the Doombot is programmed to try and convince me that he's Zerovetti. Regardless of the fact that I already know that he yeah, isn't. Yeah, one, one thing you have noticed is that he keeps talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you um, because you know this anyway, what you pick up is as the clockwork copy talks to you, he's obviously got a string of pre-programmed fa- um, phrases. It's smart enough to like apply them loosely to context... But you sense that you know you could get Koth destroy him four mm-hmm. or five more times because that's one of the two dozen things programmed into him. Yeah. And Bryn, as he goes past, sweeps him. Yep. And Takes a swing. Yep. Uh, you know, she's actually perfectly prepared to let him run into you, so she won't trip him. Yeah. She will, however, try and stunning fist him on the basis that it might work, and she's yep. got seven hundred million of them. Uh, that time she hits him. Cool. Um, hooks into him with the wolf claw and endeavours to rip at something vital and of course this does nothing yeah um, the stunning fist fails because of course the clockwork copy is immune to being stunned however the clockwork copy shows no real emotion to this on his marked face Cough, on the other hand, you hear that sort of grunt of annoyance as he sees Bryn hooks at the clockwork copy and quite successfully gets several hard scratches into the armour at this point. Yeah. They're not really expecting her to overcome whatever sort of DR it's got. Yeah. Uh, six. Okay, so that's not an amazing, but eight damage. Cool. Well, nothing. And as he moves into, and he, as he moves up to Kaelin's back, yep. Kaelin endeavours to get to him with the great eight sword. Uh, for 31. Yeah, you 
hit him um, with, with ease, but it's not actually all that simple. Whatever armor Erevidia has constructed this thing out of, it is quite high quality. Yeah. Um, so, um, I am assuming at this time that this is a golem. Yes. Cool. Yes, unsurprisingly, your sword rips through it, rips into it like butter. Yep. Alrighty, so I get all the damage then. Um, so that would be... 25 points of damage. Cool. You hear the sort of... And you see some gears in there. Yeah. And again, you know, if this was the real you'd be like, ah, he is a golem inside, yeah. but no. I'm so confident he is. We, we well, got pretty good intelligence on that. Yes. Alright. Okay, and that was the Doombot moving, but presumably it didn't just want to provoke attacks. Ah, yes, it, it will actually take a swing at you with its clockwork grace. So it was holding two heavy repeating crossbows and it's got quick draw. Did it sheathe them both? Pretty, pretty much. They go back behind the cloak and yeah. you hear click, click, like it's got, you know, holding yeah. sheaths or something in there. And then it gets and then, and then reaches up very rapidly. So it's basically really quickly you get click, yeah. click, crossbows go away, then shunk, out comes the yeah. greatsword. Uh, I believe no, it's gone. Anyway, yes, it, it has quick draw. Yep. And do you think maybe this thing was programmed a little hastily? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it hasn't been tested quite properly. You might have come to Pytax a bit too fast. Yeah. Because it rolls incredibly poorly again and goes... Well, the other thing is maybe he put all his effort into the fence on the basis of the cop. It's meant to um, stay alive, even to provide cough with the flank. Because <laughs> it's got really good defense. Um, and, you know, yeah. In all fairness, I think its its key role is it's standing here in this throne room while Erevedi flies off in a wyvern. You know, I mean, yeah. he'd like it to kill me. But if it doesn't, you know, he's still 100 miles away by now. Alright. And, and then it is Bryn. who will... who will turn to Koth and growls to him. My husband is a great rider. You barely beat him in the tournament. And that's really not what he does best. <laughs> and she will plow into Koth. Because you're right, this is just going to be a slap fight. Yeah. Uh, 28. Uh, two hits, two misses. No. Uh, and you see Koth wince slightly as the stunning claw rips into him. He can, in fact, be stunned. Cool. He isn't, because yeah. it makes his fort save. Uh, yeah, he must be hard, hard, horrifically hard to stun, but it but, can But work. there is enough person in there that cool. is not... Um, Certainly useful to know. Particularly seeing we now know that about Uravelli as well, given that there were d- the same process was done to both of them. Yeah, um, you, you have presumed that Koth will basically respond as a construct... Like he's, your construct main weapon will most likely work on him, but that doesn't necessarily mean he has the same capacities and um, limitations that a construct does. Yeah, well, it's like how Kalen is an orc. I mean, he isn't, 
but he's enough of an orc for um, orc bane weapons to work on him. As she lands two hard shots, one with her, one with her fingernails and one with her elbow into his gut, Koth sort of <clears throat> winces, and you hear the slightly tortured <clears throat> breath come from within him. But he seems to just shake some of this off, um, as if he has DR of some kind that Brynn is failing to penetrate. Okay, good to know. And that is her going. And she wants to stay there so she can flank him. Okay. Or so you can flank him, rather. Yeah. Oh, actually, you probably don't need the help, do you? Um. Well, I mean, give, if she can't penetrate his DR, she might want. And we, she don't, we don't necessarily. We're not super thrilled about her taking the full attack. She might want to vault round and go um, flank on the other side and beat the cop, clockwork construct to death methodically. Yeah. Although she won't be able to. Oh, yeah. She could flank him on the stairs. Yeah. And technically give up the higher ground for a fairly obscure rule. Yeah. Uh, sure, why not? <sighs> she rolls through the middle of the fight, yeah, making her mega DC twenty eight tumble check with ease, yeah, and rolls up the stairs on the other side, yeah. All right, and then it is cough, and he glares after her as she <laughs> rolls away from him. No, sorry, that's her growling. Too many people on stage. Too many deep voiced growly people. Too many deep voiced growly people on stage. I have beaten most everyone I have ever faced at the Rushlight Tournament. You are a challenge, but I have been challenged before and I still stand. I am. I. last. And yeah. out comes the axe. You will fall as every redwood does. Mm-hmm. Whoosh, 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 and it whacks into you repeatedly. Mm-hmm. What's he aiming for here? 30, is it? Uh, 40 no, that's, this, that's 40 that's this round. Yep. Uh, it'll be 41 uh, once Kevin gets his breath back. Oh, that's going to be. Now, I actually need to determine which of these is first. I can't just roll the more ones. So, first. Second, third, and the third one's absolute miss, miss. Uh, that will probably do it. That is, four. that is 42. Cool, so he hits me with the first one. Yep. Which, in all fairness, it's not to keep him from hitting me, it's to keep him uh, from more, hitting me every time. More with the flank, but yeah. irrelevant. Because, you know, the thing is, the difference between cough, hit, cough hitting me with an axe once and cough hitting me with an axe three or four times is pretty profound. Also, there's something quite important in here, which is, um, you you see this fairly easily because you can do the same thing. He is basically taking your measure in terms of your AC and has actually been comparatively careful about how he engages you at this point. He's not power attacking you like a lunatic. Yeah. Because he wants to work out whether he can hit you first or not. Yeah. And the answer is that he shouldn't power attack you like a lunatic. Yep. Yes, I can say the same. Uh, how you will, however, add um, 10, 21 damage, and because it is you. Right, yep, 21 damage. Whack. Yep, so, um, Kellen's will 
145 at present, so that drops. Oh, my apologies. Uh, there'll be more in a moment. Okay. Uh, Alright, well just tell me what the total is and I'll work it out then. Uh, so that would be 27. Okay. Taylor takes a fairly solid hit and um, looks like he has a lot more hit points but isn't super happy about the massive axe blow. And Koth grunts as he puts effort and energy into these uh, and you retroactively saw the same thing when he hit Bryn. Um, he seems to be hurting himself in the process of doing it to drive that extra in. Excellent. <laughs> because um, I don't want... I need to take him down fast because he's a real profound threat. Yeah, so he's, deal- he's, he's dealing you extra damage at the cost of hurting yep. himself in the process. Yep. Alright, and then it is Kaelin. Yep. You're a mighty opponent, and an honourable one. You beat me fair and square in the tournament. Well, always assuming you can't get drunk. But Bryn's right. That ain't what I do best. Kaelin settles his weight back, the adamantium the great sword shining in his hands. This here, this is what I do best. What Koth will do when he full attacks you is fight for a step away from you. Ah, uh, yep. Doesn't want to be in the flank. Ah, uh, he's. What you see is what you get. He yep. five foot steps back away from you towards the column. Yeah, alright. So that is a pisser, because that means I can't cleave. That like, means I can't cleave the bot. Yeah, Koth's a greater threat. I will five foot step up to here. And, um, full attack, um, Koth. Yep, yep, by all means. Um, does anything happen when I stand there? No. Cool. I'm thinking and plotting and planning. No, that's fine. Alright. Yeah, he, um, I was really hoping he would stay put, but there is no good reason for him to, although there's only so far he's going to be able to go, given that. Alrighty. Okay, uh, first attack is a 27. Uh, that will hit him. What is what he is doing that is overclocking himself and is making him slower. That's wonderful because that's a crappy roll. Alright, um. Yeah, yeah, but he's using barbarian armor. Ah, uh, yes. It's called hit points. Yeah, yeah, that's. Which is another reason I'm super glad he's hurting himself with every one of those massive hits. Alright, 10, 14. Uh, it's another 25. Uh, Assuming that he is a golem enough for... Indeed, your weapon smashes into him. And you will actually see, probably not at this stage, but as as you continue to hit him for more and more hit points of damage, there is actually blood coming out of him as well, but also a lot of sort of oil and whirring gears and this sort of thing. He's he's effectively close to... um, it's very much the Darth Vader thing. He's, he's more, more machine, he's more machine than man, man, but he is still a man in there somewhere. Yeah. However, his because he has to fall into one type or another, yep. he is a construct. Yeah. And he um and, and again, it's the same as me being an orc. Now, um, the other thing you see is as you hit him with all your force and strength, it still doesn't go through to the effect that you were expecting. He seems to just sort of grunt, buckle down, and shake some of the damage off with his DR. Yeah. Right, he's got some kind of DR. Alright, well, um, I'm going to manage with the DR because um, I want to keep using the Golden Vein weapon. Sure. 
It's hard to beat. What is it that you're hitting him with? Just out of interest? Adamantine Golem Bane Greatsword. Yep, the Adamantine does not penetrate his DR. Yeah. And the Golem Bane, of course, wouldn't be anyway. Yeah, it's very annoying. Penetrating DR is kind yep. of what you have an Adamantine Greatsword for, but doubtless it's something special. Alright, um, 31. Smack. Okay, and. 28. Yep. The 25 was not the top of my range. And for number three... I'm just going to calculate out. Ooh, crit threat. Just give me a minute. Cool. Uh, so, when you try and crit him... Uh, yes, you find flesh. Cool. I do have everything has a weakness. Yes. Um, but... Oh, finish your head and then I'll tell you what's happening here. Cool. Alright, so I fear that's not going to confirm, however, that's a 16. That will not. Yeah, like, it's yeah. the third... He turns, he turns as you land a solid blow and it crunches into his armour. Yeah, I, I potentially critted on the third hit. My bonus isn't that good on that one. On the other hand, I hit him all three times. Uh, and that is also not as good a roll, so that is... That's only a 24. So, is he shrugging off some of these blows, or a lot of these blows? Uh, no, he is shrugging off a small amount of each one. Cool, alright. You, you guess about five points or so. Worth. Yeah, sounds like. It might well be Barbarian DR. Um, it, it doesn't seem to be based on your weapon not penetrating. It seems to be that he just doesn't stagger as hard as you might think when you hit him. Yeah. So it's coming from him, as opposed to something that's built into his armor or him. Yeah, so I hit him three times, good solid blows. Yeah. Does he look slightly inconvenienced? He does indeed look staggered. He does not look bloodied. I wouldn't think so, no. I mean, he'd have to have staggeringly few hit points for a guy like him to be bloodied after Uh, that. At this point, you've dealt him, uh, between you and Brun, you've dealt him something in the neighborhood of 90 points of damage easily. So we are making some progress. Definitely inconvenient for him. Good. Uh, So what happens with the last swing... Is Kalen rears back, sees an opportunity, and sort of goes for the jugular to yeah. try and crit him across the throat and basically uh, decapitate him. Yeah. He turns as he does so, um, trying to pull away from this, protecting not what you might think, his throat, but instead protecting something a little lower around the level of his collarbone and ducking his head in and down like this to protect himself. Uh, effectively, yes, you can crit him because everything can be critted. Um, but on top of being a golem, he's also got some sort of fortification-based ability. Effectively, right. you've got a you've got a mist. Uh, what do they call it? A percentage chance. Yeah, it's, it's effectively a percentage chance that you fail to hit him or sneak it. You fail to crit him or sneak attack him because you are hitting in the wrong place. Cool, that's fine. All right, and then it is. The and it may well be that he can be critted anyway because he does have organs and things. He does not yeah. have all the construct immunities. Yeah. Yes, makes sense. Alright, and it is the Doombot's turn. Cool. Time to kill everything. Kaelin Thorn, one of us must die here. Cough. And it just trails off at that, and it will. Interesting, doesn't go for the flank. 
And then just endeavours to hit you multiple times with the great sword, basically. That one. So one of them is actually a pretty solid hit and staggers into you, and you feel your armor bruise against your now hardened skin, but it does not penetrate. Taking cough, taking cough in the chest is quite hard enough without this thing being able to hit me. Uh, and the other thing you can see is that this construct fights really, really methodically. Not badly by any stretch of the imagination, but methodically. Like, all his hits are coming at the same level, even one after another. So he's effectively not getting good hit, bad hit, worse hit. Like yeah. you are. He's getting decent, decent, decent. Oh, that's hilarious. So you can you can just roll all three dice. Yes, four attacks are all the same thing. Yeah, that's a fun construct concept. And that is, however, what he brings to the table here. Yep. So then Bryn. Yes. Uh, there's no real interest in the waffling. Koth will trivially tumble to here. Yep, Leaping up on the pedestal as she does so. Yep. And attacks the... Clockwork copy. Yeah, because our, our tactics would pick off the weakest link, and he's definitely the weakest link. Uh, Difficult to hit, but the weakest link. So, flat miss, flat miss, hit. And the last one will miss as well, so 23 isn't doing it. Um, so, if one of those lands. Yeah, well, if they can't. Um, if Koth keeps moving backwards, it'll be more of a problem, but if they stay in melee, I'm going to start cleaving that thing. And that is the Clockwork copy. Cool. Uh, and Bryn. And then it is Koth again. Yes. Alright. There's definitely a slight flicker in Kalen's eye. He doesn't look forward to the next round of being hit in the chest with an axe. Koth will look at you and there's that slight sort of undercurrent growl frustration coming from in there um, and then he will endeavor to smack the you yep no again I need to do his hit separately yeah yeah I can see why it's confusing because his one very massively yeah. and fortunately it's the good one that he's rolling first so that is uh, same as last time, a 42. Yeah, yep, so he hits me with the first one. Uh, I'd love for him to roll a little crap on the first one. Less and less. Sweet. Yep, the, the, this really expensive magical protection is functioning as designed. I really can't afford to take several hits from him around. Uh, 22 points of damage. Yep. And he seems to click and whir as he overclocks himself and takes some as well. Yep. And Taylor takes another good solid blow. It it has to be said that he doesn't look like he's about to drop imminently or anything, but this is definitely not something he can sustain for all that many rounds. Uh, 
looking up one of his secret abilities. Right, so that's in lieu of a thing. Cool. Uh, Kalen. Cool. Alright. Uh, and, um, sorry. He does five foot step he back. He does five foot step back to yeah. the of the throne again. Yeah, yeah, not as dumb as he's cabbage looking. Alright, um, and Kalen will move in. If I can only full attack one of them, I would love to be able to full attack both of them, but if I can only full attack one of them, it's going to be this one. Alright, and Kalen will again full attack him. Yep. Okay, that was poor. That's a 26. Uh, that will hit him. Sweet. Again, he is throwing everything into his blows and yeah. leaving himself wide open. Which I appreciate. I'm still not prepared to power attack him, though. Because it, it, it's the it's hitting on the second round things is what I want to do. Oh, that wasn't good. And um, that is a 21 as I roll very poorly. That's your damage. That's my damage. Cool. Yep, that will still do things. Yep. Uh, 25. Uh, no, sorry, 27. Because it's Golem Bay. To hit? Yes. Yes, that will hit. Yes. yes. Sorry, I did know that, but yes. I didn't. Um, ooh, and that's my best damage roll yet. 30. And again, even though you've hit as well as you can, not all of it goes through. No, but... And Koth is beginning to lose steam from several of the slashes that you have made in him. Yeah. Uh, if he is not bloodied, he is damn close to it. Uh, no, he is now just bloodied. Sweet. Which, of course, means I've got another half of his hit points yep. to go. Yeah. But I think I suspect this is going to be a very quick fight where yep. all the people just maul each other. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be quick and brutal, and that was a good time. And, um, 26. And I rolled well on the third one. Yep. You've hit him. Oh, that that is some nice damage. And that's another 30 points of damage. Cool. Roll another good solid hit. He is quite definitely bloodied and steaming at this point. Yeah, it's, um, he's definitely still a threat. But um, the the AC bonus is just making the difference. I am hitting him more than he is hitting me. I'm not hitting him quite as badly, but I'm hitting him more. Alright, and that is Kalen. Of course, if he would stop moving backwards, I could be cleaving through the Doombot as well. And even though it has good AC, I'd probably hit it at least, be hitting it at least some of the time. Fifteen. Fifteen. 22, 22, 15, 4, 4, 6, says Koth in a seemingly string of nonsense mm. numbers. Um, and the clockwork copy flicks the great sword away and steps in against you and this time endeavours to reach out with his arms and sort of tries to grab you by the wrist and just snag you instead. Is he trying to grapple He's me? trying to grapple you. Cool. Uh, so he provokes from you in the process. Cool, I stab him. Or I tried to stab him. Alright, that's a 25, which I imagine will not... That will miss. Yeah. He's got better AC than Koth. He doesn't hit nearly as bad, but he's got better AC, and I rolled very poorly. In fact, one more poorly, so, and I would have 
invoked my fair ability and hit him. For for a moment, you were looking at cough like, "What? What does that mean?" Oh, grab. Yeah. And at that point, you can probably work out what's um yeah yeah what's happening. On the other hand, that's not him making his attack roll or his grapple check. That's no, just, that's him stepping in. And that's just him. me not getting to stab him. Uh, on the other hand, the first thing he needs to do is touch you, which I imagine he will do with just copious ease. Yeah, that's like 30 to grab yeah, your touch Yeah, well, I, I would like to point out that my touch AC is a 16 because I have a plus 5 deflection bonus. So, as you're bring- so that's really good for Caleb. As you're bringing your arm back with the great sword, the clockwork copy reaches up and grabs you with a, a reasonably strong hand and yeah. starts pulling on you. Yeah, and this is going to be the battle of the people with good grapple checks because I imagine his grapple is pretty phenomenal, but so is mine. <laughs> Grapple is, his rolls on the other hand are just shit. Oh, I didn't roll particularly well either, if it's any help. That's 28. Cool. Uh, he grabs you by the arm and starts wrestling with you, but fails to hold you. Yep. And then reaches out and endeavors to snag you again, because cool. he is going to use all his multiple attacks to try and do this. Okay, cool. So, he almost certainly hits my touch AC. Uh, what is your touch AC? Instead of uh, it is 16 at the moment. Uh, so... Yeah, he comes eerily close to missing you with the second one, but he does actually grab you by the arm and a post-grapple checks again. No one can say that Kalen doesn't make it easy for people to hit his touch AC. Alright, and I rolled even... I rolled worse. That's not good. Um, that's a 23. And this time he grabs you by the arms and like sort of bends them back and yep. pins your arms behind you. So I could use a fake point on that, but I don't think I'm going to, because I, I feel like I can break that grapple check on my next round. Cool. It will but it, it will absolutely slow me down. Even if I can, it will slow me down for a round of protecting me full attacking. Uh, because he has grappled you successfully, he yep. then does you damage. Yep. Uh, which is basically just the hard iron hands just squeeze your yep. wrists. Uh and this is nothing particularly impressive. Have four points of damage. Sure. Like, he's strong, but yeah. this this unit has clearly not been built for this sort of purpose, otherwise yeah. it would be some sort of clockwork octopus. Yeah. Uh, and... Then for the last one, uh, he will try and force a pin on you. Okay. Which he no longer needs to roll to hit you, he's just making a post-grapple check, so be it, it is horrible penalties now, so this is unlikely to get far. Uh, I rolled really well. Cool. So he's, he, the clockwork copy is holding your arms behind your head, trying to pin you down, and is trying to basically bend you back over and stick a foot under your leg so he can bring you to the ground, but he does not have the leverage he's yeah. not succeeding. Uh, and that is the clockwork copy. Cool, that was, a, that was a profound contribution. And now it's Bryn. Yep. Uh, so Bryn sees that you were grabbed, and will come and help you with this. By stepping in. Now, um, I've got that ring of freedom of movement. Ah, the magical ring of freedom of yeah. movement? That's true, actually. It's always helpful to know about these things after. I'm really sorry, sweetheart. Hey, 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 it's okay, sweetheart. It's uh, easy to forget these things. Yeah. I have a relatively complicated character here. And I, I don't usually think about it as being... I don't usually fail my grapple checks, so it doesn't, it doesn't come up. Yeah, what I need to check is... No, cool. Okay. 
what I'm actually checking on here is whether or not uh, Castruccio Iroveti knows that you can do that. Yeah. And thus doesn't do this at all because he's built the unit to do something else. Yeah. Uh, but no, instead, on the first one it tries to grab you yeah. um, and fails. Yeah. Um, and on the second one it grabs you successfully, pins your arms down, and then has to process for a moment as somehow you just slip its grip and escape. Yeah. And goes, hmm, error, error, 505, let's stop doing that. Yeah. And then whips the greatsword out and hits you in the head with it for its yeah. last attack. Yeah. So I'll resume those four. Uh, and that is a 33, which will not do it. So. No. Nope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. Alright, and Bryn sees that I am not grappled. There is a temporary bubble in the space-time continuum. Yep. At least I remembered that before we got any further. Yeah, I think once you're like three rounds and being grappled, you can slip it, but you can't retroactively be ungrappled. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, Bryn's probably still inclined to do the same thing. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, she could go... Depends, do do you want anything of her? She can cut off Koth's retreat of a sort. Uh... That would certainly be helpful. I mean, she's hardly... At this point, I'm less worried about her taking a full attack from him because she's hardly been hit. Yep. Um, she doesn't, doesn't even need to roll for this. Yep. She tumbles at half speed to behind him. Yep. And... 5, 10, 15, 20... Okay, that is far enough that she cannot... Tumble flurry step this so she only gets one attack yeah. instead of a flurry. And we'll just miss him flat out of that. Yeah, that's fine, she um she's there to stop him stepping backwards. And um I don't want him to full attack her, but I think she can take she can I believe both that she can take it for a bit and that when she can't take it she can escape and he can't stop her, because she can just tumble away. sort of click and whir as he doesn't start fishing for things like in his pockets with his hands but there's clearly some sort of storage access going on here and he provokes as he starts drawing a complex object. Cool. I hit him. Or at least I try to. Oh, 30. I hit him. Yep. Um. And Bryn will flat out miss him with one. Yep. 30. Rolls one of his better He's ones. Not looking so good now. There is an active clunk as several parts simply start to fall out from inside yep. his armor. He gets his doflippy, however. Yep. Steps sort of around Bryn, kind of li- almost literally sort of puts a hand down on the throne and goes and pushes it slightly out of his way as yep. he steps around. Um, and then. He lets fly with something the size of a marble, which flickers out of his hand and goes boom over there, which it looks like it is some sort of bead of fireballs. Cool. Uh, so, he 
is going to bite because he can. He's going to chuck it like back here. He'll hit you in the clockwork copy and leave himself and Brun out of it. Yeah, because he can't hit Brun without hitting him. Correct. Cool. All right, I will make a reflex save. Difficulty of fourteen. I make it on the dice without adding my reflex bonus. I kind of figured. Yeah. The clockwork copy does not. <laughs> oh, good. Of course, it's always possible to move to fire, given that they've both got fireball necklaces. Yeah. Or at least in the sense of having drunk a protection, so had some kind of protection from fire effect cast on it. Uh, so take eight points of fire damage, presuming that you have no extraordinary protection. I do not. And it takes sixteen points of fire damage. Yep. Uh, but you know, we've only slightly grazed that thing. And indeed, the fire does seem to lick over it. Yeah. Um, and it looks like it is the armor is starting to blacken and burn. It is looking like it's bad as well. Yep. Sweet. And that is cough. And then it is you. Cool. So he draws an object, five foot steps, and then throws it. Yeah. All right. And so he's behind the throne. Yes. So he's going. I'm. He's got cover now. Correct. Cool. This is a reasonably hard angle. Yeah. It's, um, whatever the middle one is, it's hard cover that gives him four, yep. I think. All right. And Kaelin will shrug slightly. All right. Well, let's clean this up and turn on the copy. Yep. And full attack it. Yep. On the basis that I am now tired of having two opponents. And I feel like and this is the one I've got the better angle on. Okay, and roll excessively poorly, so that's going to miss, I would say, on a 24. Uh, yes it will. Cool. Alright, um, I'll add it up because it's got good AC and I haven't hit it, so I don't know what its range is, but that's a... 34. That will definitely hit it. Cool. It is, it is better protected than you might think, and certainly vastly more so than the random clockwork guards, but it's not some sort of armoured tank. Yeah. Alright, so... 29 points of damage. Uh, good okay, uh, at which point you can stop attacking it. Okay. <laughs> Um, you smash into it, and it starts to stagger slightly back as you basically, I think at this point, sever an arm entirely yeah. with your with your adamantine greatsword. The arm yeah. sort of goes... And it begins to whir and twitch, and you recognize that this is effectively critical damage, and if it was yeah. a human, it'd be spouting blood and falling over. It begins to smoke severely, and still like Irvetti, no... This cannot be the end of the Clockwork King. I must protect the people of Pytax. I cannot lose this war. Still continuing this deception, yeah. even though you have unraveled it thoroughly. Yeah, 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 because yeah. this could, like, if you didn't know, this could still be the real Ravetti. Yeah. Gets his arm cut off, falls down and dies. Yeah. Um, at which point, when it's... Do you remember the thing that Kale and Twiceborn had a really dull battle with the Ravetti? My money is... Kale and Twiceborn didn't spot that Aravetti left the country, and that's how it yeah, went it's fair. down. It's fair. <laughs> it's like, it was really easy, I just killed this thing. And then wait for it, because yep. as it staggers away, 
you hear from behind you another vaguely animalistic noise from Koth, this sort of slight grunt of satisfaction as the clockwork copy sort of staggers back away from you and goes and begins to shake violently for a couple of seconds. And then it blows up. And then it explodes. Yep. In a cacophonic explosion. Yeah, that's why he stood behind the throne, isn't it? Yes, yes it is. Clever fucking bastard. Um, so, the clockwork copy begins to shake slightly, and then it simply detonates in a way that is obviously the way it is designed, as yeah. opposed to the amount of damage you have done. Because it explodes in a, in an explosion of razor-sharp gears flying yeah. everywhere and slashing into you. And also a lot of fire. The inside of it appears to be mostly combustible. Yeah. Then, of course, this fire overtakes and hits the necklace of fireballs that it is wearing. Oh, crud. Yeah. Oh, crud. Yeah. Okay. So, this How is... How many a- reflex saves do I need to make now? Well, so, the Necklace of Fireballs fails its reflex save, thank, uh, thankfully for Arabetti's plan, as it is intended to do, and begins exploding. Yeah. And... The, the, at this point, we need to do some math. Yeah. <laughs> then, one after another, you, Bryn, and unfortunately still cough, although he does have cover and gets a bonus to it. Make a whole bunch of reflex saves. Yeah, he is not, alas... Here, where he is out of this explosion radius entirely. Man, I should have drunk my protection from fire potion. <laughs> um, but I really didn't anticipate someone throwing all of them at me simultaneously. So give me a reflex save to start with against the explosion and the slashing gears. Sure. I figured this is going to be the easiest way to do it. And fuck me gently, Bryn is going to fail that. Oh dear, so am I. 18. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that you're failing. Does Bryn want to re-roll? Yes. Yes, she does. Could she have her hero points? Please yeah. do with them. I don't think I'm going to bother re-rolling. I'm just... I'm going to save my hero points for surviving at the end. Mm. This... This actually is a legit question, however, because if she spends them, then she won't necessarily have them against the real Intervetti. Yeah. Depending on when he... If, like, if he jumps out of the... Oh, um, no. We, we're pretty confident he flew away on his wyvern. Yes, yes. But... It, it depends when he pops up again, whether yeah. you level or not, or what other tricks or traps he's got waiting for you. Yeah, yeah. On the other hand, giant detonating droid, so uh, two for her. Okay. And Kaelin has three. So, nothing compelling there. I am happy to defer to um, your expertise there. She can spend a point and go down. I, I think she should spend this a point. This looks like a big, a big explosion. Yeah, I think she should spend a point. I'm not going to, but I think she should, because her chances of making it are much higher than mine. Yep. So she jumps from a 5 on the dice to a 19 on the dice. Yep. And leaps out of the way as razor sharp gears go everywhere. Yep. Oh, that's right. Uh, she's got a proved evasion now, so even if she fails, she still halves this. Yeah. Although she still doesn't want to be hit by this. No, well, the thing is, as an, ev- as an evasive character, if she makes the save, she takes no damage. Correct. 
So that's a lot, you know, it's going to yes, be... Yes, but with improved evasion, even if she fails... She, she takes, takes half. half. Yes, but not taking any is better, given it's a massive giant explosion and she doesn't have my hit points. Although, yeah. I had a lot of my hit points before I got hit in the a- and by an axe twice. This thing bursts into an explosion of metal scraps and steam and yeah. razor-sharp gears flying everywhere, several of which embed themselves in Kaelin, and then the explosion of fire hits you. So let me get this straight. This asshole Iravetti built a deliberately not particularly tough in combat bot with the explicit purpose that I would kill it so it could kill me. And then gave it a necklace of fireballs. That bastard. Because yeah. he knew I would fight it in melee. Because yeah. I fight everything in melee. He yeah. knew. Yeah, and you didn't get he high... He knew I could take it. You did not get high enough on the knowledge engineering check to get... Oh, this is what... You wouldn't have gotten the Necklace of Fireballs yeah. anyway, because it's not part of the construction, but you'd get... This unit is designed to explode when yeah. you kill it. Okay, is there any point in me distinguishing between slashing damage and fire damage? There is not. I tragically... It, it, would, be wonder, it would be wonderful if I had drunk my protection from fire potion, but I didn't. <laughs> Can you take 59 points of fire and slashing damage? Shit! As it goes boom and just explodes in this horrific thing. Alright, I can. I can take that. It rips through the throne room. It's a big 20 foot burst and goes shred across everything. Alright, um, hang on, I need to yeah, do that. Cough needs to then make saves as well. I hope he fails. Yes, he does. That's good. Because I probably can't take him that. Yep, he will fail that as well and take 54 points of damage. Alright. And Kaelin is neither down nor um, on his last, last legs. However, he has gone straight through bloodied and into very badly bloodied. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. And Koth staggers at this as a burning, flaming gear goes and punches through one eye hole and out the other. He's still up, but boy is he not well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, seven fireballs could kill both of us. And then there is a string of explosions. Yep. Mm-hmm. As the ne- as for a brief moment, Kaylin staggers up like, oh god, my face is yeah. on fire. Uh, and, and Kaylin's just, I imagine the running thought is, you've worked out, you've worked out. Yeah, that yeah. Bastard. Yeah, yeah. And, and Kaylin's, um, Kaylin's fairly mangled face definitely bears an expression of desiring to kill A. Rivetti and B. any golems that are in and this room because you can't then, reach a Rivetti. There's a burning, smouldering gear, you know, that's left this thing. This thing, there's basically nothing yeah. left of it. It's a shred of clockwork parts. The burning, smouldering gear goes, tink. Tink across the floor, then Kalen sees the little innocent necklace of beads and no, tink, boof. Can, can I call out here? I feel like Irvetti would have one last program, and the clockwork head of the thing is still, you know, yeah, rolling, across, and, and, the and, rolling across the floor. Goodbye, Kalen Thor. <laughs> Boom, 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 Well, no, because the the actual intent yeah. is that you could still theoretically yeah. assume that you have killed Irvine. Yeah. yeah. So he, even right at the end, he's not yeah. giving the game away. It's, this cannot be the yeah. end of the clockwork, King. Yeah, but all right, I'm calling Irvine flying away yeah. on his wyvern. 
<laughs> Goodbye, Kaelin Thor. Yeah, because I imagine there's a big pillar of flame yeah. coming up front, and we see Aravini on, on Yeah, because this must have rocked the palace, and yeah. like there's a hole in the roof, and then yeah, through the, big the hole, fire and through the hole in the roof. The boom, 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 and we see, boom. We see somewhere like the tight pan yeah. on the Clockwork King's face. There is always a plan B. <laughs> <laughs> I think by this point he's up to D or G, but yeah. quite, like everybody always has a plan. And this that was a, it's a Kalen killing bot. And that then the smouldering, burning gear rolls across the necklace of yeah. beads, and like popcorn, they go boom, yeah. boom. And Kalen reaches, Kalen re, reaches for it, then panics and starts to dive away. And you can see that he's not okay. going to be fast enough. And we'll do this a bit at a time. Yep. So... Uh, first of all, do you want me to start with the littlest ones or the biggest ones? But biggest backwards is the logic. Uh, biggest to littlest? Yes. Yeah, I think biggest to littlest. So it hits the biggest bead on it, and there is a boom as another fireball goes off. Give me another reflex save. This one vastly easier, because it is only coming from the necklace. It's a DC 14. Yep, I make it. Yep. Happily, I'm going to make I'm, nearly all of them. The, the general, Irvini's general assessment is that you will fail the one against the exploding clockwork copy and then make all these, but you still take half damage. Yeah, yeah, no problem. It. It's, it's, I do not have a lot of hit points Six. left. Uh, uh, have 13 damage. I really don't have a lot of hit points left. <laughs> oh, man. I know that was the big one, but I can't take that many more of these. Koth used uh, Brind to save against this as well, which she makes with ease and yep. it it trivially. I imagine Brynn is now dangling from the ceiling by her fingernails, hooking her legs up as the explosions come through. You see Koth behind the throne leap away from this flame extraordinarily quickly, far more so than you were expecting to him to, as he pivots, vaults, moves like Bryn does, and makes the save and takes no damage. Oh, crap. He's got evasion? He's, he obviously doesn't have improved evasion, because he failed the first yeah. save and took 59 damage in the head, minus his DR. Yeah. Um, oh, crap, I'm going to die. But he does seem to have evasion. Alright. Second fireball. Yep. Bang. DC 14. I make the save. Uh, cough makes that one. Uh, Bryn... Uh, is only rolling for ones. Yeah, so am I. Not quite, I'm rolling for ones and twos. But. So you're saving for half, somebody rolling half yeah. the damage. Have 14 fire damage. Okay. Kaelin is still on positive hit points. Boom. One of the same size goes off again. Yep. Kaelin does not fail the reflex save, and this one's going to drop him into the negative. Uh, have 11 fire damage. Okay. Kaelin dies. Yep. That's sort of the plan here. Yep. Alright. Um. Okay. This is a con card. Yep. It's the Teamster. An <laughs> external force driving you on. I'm calling that this thing is a Teamster on the basis that it's being controlled by... It, it's per, it's being contr- entirely controlled by an external force. Yes, yes, you're not wrong. It, it exists... It, it quite literally exists to die for Irvini's fleeting tactical advantage in a way that um, but all, all the clockwork units do to some extent. Yeah, but this was much, much more so. So I, I am calling that as, given that I'm being killed by explosions from this thing blowing up, I'm calling that that is a... Um, 
I should probably have tried to make the original reflex save, but then that was a high one. I could have spent a card for no effect, and I'm certainly going to need them all. Yes, it was a high one. Oh. Uh, I'm just looking up the hero points thing that I can never remember. process of this as well. Well, if Colt's got evasion... Yes, but it only works if he makes the saves. Yeah. As soon as he fails one, he's going up in smoke. Well, maybe. Because I just... I, I don't have enough hit points. Okay, so that was damage that would drop you to negatives or kill you? Yes. Okay, so because you are spending the relevant card, you drop to one hit point and remain active. Which is brilliant, because that means I take one hit point that round. Cool. But of course I don't have another one of these special cards. And boom. Yep. Next one goes off. Yep. I make the save. save. And... Fuckity fuck stains. That will be probably be the end of Villa Cough, I imagine. Cool. Full damage for this, and then half it for you. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Half is five. Cool. Uh, so five points of damage. Correct. Kalen is at negative four and bleeding to death. He can still make reflex saves, can't he? Even though he's yes, unconscious. Yes, he can. It's, yeah. it's one of those um, yeah. amusing artifacts. So cough fails the save, takes ten damage. Soak some of it. And falls down. In this case, I imagine it's because these explosions are not happening simultaneously, not concurrently. So this is about how Catelyn reacts to all seven explosions. It's the just endless ripples of fire, like gasoline barrels being thrown on top of one another. So Koth is now also bleeding to death? Uh, No, Koth is dead. Ah, okay. He cannot bleed to death. Okay, cool. All right, what, well then, what you basically see is the fire rips over him. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. One big explosion after another. And then when this all settles, like, he's still standing, great axe in his hand. Yeah. And then Koth sort of staggers forward, falls to his knees, and goes... Koom. Yep. Okay. So... How many explosions have we got left? Uh, that is the 8d6, the 6d6, the 6d6, the 4d6, uh... The... More. Okay. <laughs> Give me another one. Yep. And your reflex save is unhindered by. Yep, by the being unconscious, yes. Uh, am I. You're passing that? Yeah, I'm about passing Yeah, because I'm only bothering to roll half yep. the dice instead of rolling it and doubling it. I have six points of fire damage. Okay, negative ten is dead, correct? Yes, it is. Okay, um. Kaelin spends the locksmith to um, drop to negative five and dying rather than dying. Correct. Cool. And then the last fireball on it goes boom and the necklace falls silent. Sweet. Okay. Another roll. I... Oh, and Bryn needs to make the last. 
I make my last save. She's fine. And have eight points of fire damage. Okay. And I spin Bryn's last Bryn, hero Bryn's point. So, as the fire ripples over, like, Bryn twirls and whirls in the air, swirling yep. her wolf skins around her face. They catch fire and she mm. rolls with it, seeming somehow to come through all this untouched. Yeah. Sees Koth get hit by wave after wave of it. Sees you go down and then, No! Kaylin! Leaps forward, rolls over the top of you and sort of smothers your body with hers as the yeah. last fire rips over it. Yeah, and and smothers out the explosion that would have taken Kate and Kaylin up. <laughs> and uh, she is holding an unconscious Kaylin who is in the process of simultaneously bleeding and burning to death. Yeah, and you are now at minus nine and dying, aren't you? Uh, I, I speak, I thought I, I, I don't know, um... Uh, so you drop to minus, you, you spend a hero point and drop to, you, so, you're on one hit point. Yep. You take a bunch of damage. And yep. Start, and hit negative ten and start dying. Yep, I spend, you spend a hero, hero point, point and drop to negative five. Yep. Then you start dying, then you get hit for more. Yep. Um, at which point you can't then go back to minus five. Right. You can only go to, um, uh, you're past avoiding death at that point and on to dying. You could spend a hero point to remain at minus nine and yeah. dying. However, because I think it's more dramatic this way, um, Kaelin does not pass out. Yeah. Because Kaelin has die hard. Yes. And even as he... <laughs> that's amazing. And he is still conscious. Oh, that's so useful to you. <laughs> Um. Alright, so I think we should play this out in an initiative round. At the end of this round, Kaelin either stabilizes or dies. <laughs> because, among other things, um, that's actually super relevant because um, your reflex, you, you can still make reflex saves yep. even though you're unconscious, but you are hampered by your now non-functional dexterity, I believe. Yeah. Like, I think your dex drop effectively drops to zero while you're yeah. unconscious. Um, which is relevant to your fortitude, your reflex saves, except that if you have die hard, you just remain conscious yeah. and keep rolling. Yeah. But Kaelin is conscious, but he looks real feral. <laughs> and also on the verge of death. And Bryn rolls over you, protecting you from the last of the flames and spending her hero point. That is um, Kaelin's turn done. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the Doom Bot is out of initiative on account of being very dead. It explodes. Yep. Koth, at about this point, staggers forward, you know, burning, and there is just an, a hideous, acrid smell of melting metal in yep. the air. And it must be said, burning flesh from in there as well. And he looks over at Kaelin, seemingly satisfied with this, as Koth falls forward with a loud, heavy clang to his knees, loud yeah. enough to almost dent the floor. And then... For... my... king... Boom! And impacts the, impacts yeah. the ground face first. Bryn rolls And I think uh, we will say that it looks to cough as though Kaelin is about to bite it and yeah. his ambush has succeeded. And he dies before he sees yep. any attempts to save. And Bryn rolls over Kaelin and... Husband! No! 
puts her hands on your chest and rears back, rakes her fingernails into your chest and just howls and lets loose her wholeness of body. <laughs> and yeah. 41 hit points back. Okay. She puts everything bar one point into it. Alright, um, okay. And Kaelin at negative nine um, comes up um, math. Negative 9 plus 41. Uh, it's the same as 41 minus 9, which is 32. Thank you. And the Kaelin goes up to 32 hit points and stop it and ceases the imminent death. However, I will say at this point that he is, um, it, he shows no sign of having, like, he has gone into a very pure feral survival mode and shows no sign of necessarily recognizing anybody in this room. And uh, he, he's kind of snarling and muttering to himself an orc. And has, which he very rarely does, dropped his greatsword. <laughs> and it's just kind of staring around at the room. But he does not die. <laughs> As we... Um, then, then effectively we come back to Caitlin's turn, where yeah. you find yourself lying on the ground in... Like, Bren has sort of mounted you, pinning your hands yeah. on your chest. And I think, um, Caitlin doesn't... Caitlin doesn't take an action on his turn. Yep. Um, I think... Survival instinct might trump um, feral confusion if he was if he was having to keep himself alive. But as it is, as with the, without the sense of that imminent death coming on him, he has no idea what's going on or who this person is or where he is or anything. And he will actually sort of wriggle out from Bryn, um, stagger over to the great sword, and no, actually draw a different great sword and um, draw um, gatekeeper and just kind of. St- stare around the room like <sighs> and then we hit the end of the round yep as we, now, yep. As we are now on the right round and you have exceeded the um, you have exceeded Iravetti's plan yep. uh, at this point some secret doors open up in either of the balconies and clockwork units come through with crossbows out and begin yep. firing down into the galley yeah. Um, whether or not we want to play that out, I think, is up to you. They're reasonably low-end mooks, given it's only them. Yeah. Um, I would like your assessment on whether they can take us. Like, Kaelin... Uh, they can... They, they, if they manage to hit Kaelin with a nice crit somewhere, given your 40 AC, then they will or, then they will hurt you and possibly drop you. Yeah. But honestly, you know, Bryn is actually more than capable of vaulting to the balcony in a single action. Yeah. And because your AC is so high at 40, the vast majority of their shots are just going to bounce off. They're pretty much crit, fishing, crit, crit fishing against you. So yeah. Bit, the, the line of logic here is they're supposed to do this while Koth is still alive. Yeah. You know, so they're just pinning you down and providing extra damage and extra targets, basically. Yeah. Um, you, not that Caelan would know this, but they're also here to shoot the clockwork copy. If you yeah. if you won't do it, they will come in and shoot it yeah. and kill it. Um, so they're there as a backup if you yeah. get wise to the plan, or, or just otherwise decide not to engage. You. Yeah, um, man, it would have been so easy to go kill Cough instead. But basically, <laughs> that part was going so well, bastard. I think at this point, um, the doors, the secret doors open on either side, and three clockwork units come in from each side with crossbows and start firing down. Yeah. Um, 
I wonder if we want to call it they've got three rounds to live, so they get, you know, like, um, nine attempts to roll a crit. And if they're on shooting Kaelin, and then we just say that with three rounds, Bryn and Kaelin take them down. I'm actually pretty happy to just narrate this, among yeah. other things, you've bought the perfect person to um, take out this ambush. Yeah. Um, because, among other things, imagine what happens is Bryn checks that you're okay, which yeah. you are, to yeah, a relative yeah. degree speaking. Yeah, yeah. And then as these things pop out and start firing crossbow bolts down, she, who has deflect arrows to kill the stag lord with, uh, yeah. goes smack and knocks the crossbow bolts out of mid-air. Um, rolls a 62 on her jump check. Yeah. Vaults to the top of this balcony, calls out to you, calls out to you, Pack Elphus! You hunt left, you hunt left, I hunt right. Leaps up to the balcony and starts shredding these things apart yeah. because she penetrates through their DR and starts ripping into them. Yeah. They actually pose some kind of threat to her, but not a real significant one, given she can deflect the arrows off. Yeah. Kaylin, I imagine, staggers over towards the belt, towards the staircase, and these things fire three or four bolts into you that just kind of hit the armor and stick into your hard skin. You yeah. stagger up the stairs. Dunk, 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 and then you are in melee range of them, and yeah. you can narrate from this point. Yeah, so Kaelin, quite as Bryn methodically and quite fast, claws her way through the the right balcony, the left balcony. Kaelin staggers along and up the stairs, as moves into melee with the um, um, first thing, and with an absolutely murderous expression, cuts it to ribbons in a very short amount of time. It takes them a long time to get to each one, yeah. but a very short time to kill it. Yeah, they see the sort of stagger, wounded forward, yeah. smouldering and burning. You've yeah. still got like a gear sticking out of your shoulder. Yeah. Walk in range of it. Boom! <laughs> yeah, his eyes, are, as he does this, he starts coming back to himself and becomes very... And as he kills each one, gets measurably less crazed than feral. Yeah. But, but at this, at this then, point, um, you're really on the orc mode. Yeah, yeah. But he is sort of muttering to himself an orc, which he really doesn't do very often. And as he kills the last one, he kind of slumps down against the balcony, just kind of uh, staring blankly. And I would imagine roughly the same time that Bryn's less effective yeah. blows but much faster. Drop, back drops the last one over the yeah. balcony and it goes smash. Yeah. And then she will simply leap down off the balcony and leap yeah. across and leap up to you. <gasps> Kaylin. <sighs> Kaylin pulls you pulls you in close, like pulls you kind of under her arm. Yeah. A very protective gesture. Looks round. <sighs> it's alright. Can't smell much with the smoke, but no more oil, no more gears, nothing coming. Oh, uh, drink a potion. Uh, Kaelin digs in his bag, finds the one with the really big holy symbol on it, and um, slogs a potion of cure serious. I don't know. If, um, I'm crossing the potion off. I don't know that I need to track my hit points at this stage. It depends. Uh, no. If if you're happy to. Um not do so, that's fine with me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, if I'm not going to engage in battle again, I will drink a pretty fairly hofty potion at this point on general principles, yeah. and then just kind of lie there for a... then just kind of lie with... 
as my back against the wall, still holding my sword in one hand for a bit. The clockwork guard units that you're engaging are not by any strict imagination pushovers. They're actually reasonably yeah. competent. They're, but they're, they're exactly the same sort of thing you fought, like guarding the doors to a couple of rooms here. Yeah, and we established you can take them that, to pieces. that I can kill one of those in one round if I roll if I don't roll real poorly. Yeah, they're effectively about equivalent to like a fifth level fighter, which yeah. means Kayla just obliterates them. Yeah, and with the golem blade weapon, yeah. I, I, it, it's just and the amount of extra damage I'm doing now, it's it's just not pretty. And um, after they've been sitting there for about five or ten minutes, that was a that was a trap to to kill me. <laughs> he knew I could take that thing. He built it so I could take it on purpose because he knew I'd fight it. I'd be standing next to it when I fight it. Koth was supposed to wait till it was badly injured and then, and then get out of range, but of course he couldn't get... He was supposed to have more... They didn't figure on the amount of damage we'd be doing to him. He would have... If he'd been in a little bit better shape, he would have survived that. And then he could have finished me off. I think in their plan, you were supposed to be badly hurt by that time. It would have been a problem for them. But that was... He was really... I didn't see that coming. That was really... Brim shakes me. It's so much fire. So quick. It would have... Killed. Nearly killed you. Would have killed Svetlana, Michaela, Tristan. And she gives this low, guttural growl in her breath. Everyone but me. It's not only a trap that kills you, it's a trap that has a very poor likelihood of killing Bryn. So if I bring one of my other allies, then they die too, which is fine. Yeah. And if I bring Bryn... Odds are she lives. Like, this is not a safe plan, because yeah. she could still die, but... Then Koth knocks her over the head with non-lethal damage. And kidnaps her. Okay. Also, Koth um, was chucking fireballs yeah. with his necklace of fireball. Presumably, like, it's not coincidence that he hit the clockwork copy. He was aiming yeah. to blow it up. So, um, looking at my character sheet and my equipment and where my protection from fireball, fire potion is, and I do indeed have one, I am yeah. um, wearing a necklace of fireballs. Yes. Um... I am not prepared to say that the, the that also is set off in the fire, but I'm prepared to say that Kalen tosses it to the side and it's destroyed yeah. in the process if you... Uh, it's not frequently a problem. Yeah. You need to really be setting out to deliberately blow the fucking things up. Yeah. Um, I, I, I certainly don't care enough to track that style of aspect of whether your necklace of fireballs blows you up. Because uh, I've looked up exactly how it works. It's when you fail a saving throw against a fire-based effect then the necklace makes a save. Right. Um, but I, I don't want to routinely get into saving for items that you have and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Your necklace is cosmetically damaged in exactly the same way your clothes and armor are. Sweet, okay. It's merely in this case because Erevini's plan yeah, 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 yeah. Because, on the necklace of fireballs. The, the necklace of fireballs is a fireball trap. I'm just bypassing my own rules and going, well, yes, in the same way I'd say to you, if you actively want it to blow up, 
then by all means you may now roll a save for yeah. it and see if it explodes. Yeah, no, you that's know, right. If you don't want that, we assume that you're not actually carrying it openly where fire can get to it. You've stuffed it. Oh, of course, because I'm wearing plate mail. Yes. So having a necklace around my neck doesn't automatically mean it catches because I'm wearing it under my mm-hmm. under my plate mail. Which is exactly what Koth has. The reason he couldn't pull his out and just use it is because he doesn't have it accessible because he doesn't want it to explode. Yeah, well, particularly the, given this plan. The clockwork mean, copy of well, he only has them for this plan. He didn't yeah. have them previously. Yeah, yeah. The clockwork copy, on the other hand, is actively wearing his openly because he wants it to explode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't think anything more of it than I thought it... Because Erevetti wears one. I thought it was going to have fireballs at me as Erevetti would do in the same circumstance. Yep. Yes, Erevetti presumably also uses his the same way. It's in yeah. the plate mail. Because I would have, you know, like... The original explosion was pretty bad, and that would have put me in danger from cough killing me, but I would have been alive, whereas the, the, the fireballs was just so bad, because yeah. I can't, just can't, I mean, I dropped from um, uh, 88 hit points to 29 in the original well, explosion, and I just can't take half damage of seven fireballs that's, on um, 29 hit points. So it's it's 8d6 of slashing and 8d6 of fire, or a fairly huff, hofty reflex save yeah. for self-destruct. Um, then 8d6 of fire, 66, 66, 46, 46, 2d6, 2d6, 2d6. Yeah. So, it's a lot of fire. Yeah. With the presumption being you'll probably make every save but the first one, because it's only a 14 and relatively easy. Yeah. But. Well, if I was struggling and finding a motivation to kill him, uh, 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 I'm feeling it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. That's not... He's got away, so that's not today's problem. Let's get out of here. I... I'm not feeling so hot. Um, you remember the, the way out, right? Let's find the others. Uh, and she will quickly... Um, which yeah, and she's, she's the great... She, she's light. And, sorry, she's... Um, Gatekeeper. Which she can do relatively easily. She fairly quickly um, loops the two uh, yeah. pot here. Uh, and among other things, takes Zadig's picnic oh, yeah. off, the, off the throne. Which seems to be completely fine. <laughs> albeit that it's it's wet. Yeah. Like somebody has poured a potion of protection from fire over the top of it. Because <laughs> the book itself is not magical in any way. It's merely a... Um, I think it's really creepy that Irvetti wanted us to have this book. But that only, only if you live. There's always a plan B? Yes. He had a plan for if I survived yes. his yes, ambush. He has, he has plans within plans within plans. Like, he has a plan if you survive this ambush. Obviously, that's why he's not standing here waiting yeah. to die. Um, he's left because presumably he's going to live to fight another day and um, enact... In, in you know, yeah. plan, plan Q. I need um, my other character sheet too because sure, that's sure. got my refill sheet of um, treasure in it. Yeah. Kaelon is really shaken up by this because effectively he was really close to yeah, death yes. and it's it's definitely shorted out pretty significant chunks of his actual brain. Yes, I mean, the, the express point of Erebedi's plan here is to kill you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and to, to, to the extent that almost um, 
as a meta construct, the plan is to drain your hero points until you die yeah. by just blowing you up again and again and again. Yeah, and it came damn close to working, gotta say. Okay, so Zodic is Picnic. Yep. Which appears to be a, a, a normal mundane... Do, would you like me to just sort of jump ahead and give you what these things are when you look at them later? Uh, no, just tell me. Just tell me. whether they're magic or interesting or not. Yeah, yeah, just tell so, me. So Zardigus Picnic is not magical in any way. It is merely a mundane book. It looks like the copy has been extremely well treated beyond the fact that it's been soaked in this, this oil of fire protection. Yeah. And it seems like as soon as that dries out, it'll be largely fine. Yeah. Um, Although doubtless Tristan will make clucking noises over it. Koth is wearing a magical ring. Cool. Um, which looks very similar in its nature to the sort of magical ring that Tristan wears, which is a ring of evasion. Ah, uh, right, yep. Um, Iravetti, uh, the, the clockwork copy's clockwork greatsword is not magical. Yep. Um, and... Uh, looks like it is beautiful, looks like it was at some point very beautiful clockwork work, like it's worth something in and of itself because it's such a remarkable weapon as opposed to its innate properties except that it's been completely obliterated yeah, 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 if I'd managed to kill him before he blew himself up or negate that somehow might be one thing Uh, the bastard sword in the sheath which you can draw out, looks like blight superficially Um, it's, it's obviously not, but it's been designed to look like it and it is radiating a magic aura. Oh, okay. So, magic bastard not, sword. Not blight is a magic weapon. Yep. Uh, he has four heavy repeating crossbows. None of, uh, sorry, four heavy crossbows, none of which are interesting in any way. Yeah, yeah, the, the, that's um, they're there because they're easier than re- it's easy to carry more of them than a reload if you're yeah. strong enough. Uh, so Koth has his magic ring. He has a magic great axe. Shockingly. Yep. Um, uh, he has another magic ring. Okay. He has three potions... Uh, three what look more like oils than potions... Um, and a marked cure, but they don't look like the kind of thing you want to drink. Yeah. They're probably, like, re- effectively repair oils. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, he has some, like, vaguely nice extra sort of lances and longbows and that sort of thing, but nothing yeah, extraordinary yeah. or magical or ta- compellingly interesting in any way. Um, and the chest plate of his, um, of his outfit is radiating a lot of magic. Okay. And indeed, uh, because you've now got Koth, his armor is removable. Yep. And there is a man underneath it. He looks strong, but kind of emaciated in the same way. Like, his skin has not seen the light in quite some time. It has heavy, heavy amounts of scarring all over it where it looks like gears and wheels and things have nicked into him all over the show. Um, and some parts of this armor are quite removable. Like the chest plate, you can just sort of leave it with a bit and take off. Other parts seem to be fused into his flesh and skin. And 
it definitely looks like Koth is part man, part machine, but the man is definitely still in there. You can take his mask off, and there is a face beneath it, not one you recognize in any way. Alright. I am actually going to put the chest plate back on. Yep. I'm not going to take that. Yeah. Um, and, um, Kale, as Bryn sort of methodically loots through these bodies, Kalen has picked himself up, come slowly down the stairs and come to join her. And that's kind of his first act of participation, is taking a look at the, at Koth's body. And after he takes a look at it, he will put the chest plate back on. We'll bury him when it... He... He was a good fighter. And he was a man. Once. He shouldn't have done what he did. But he did it out of loyalty. And Koth has massive amounts of... Uh, he's got a lot of scarring on his body anyway. Like he's been a hard fighter mm. while he was still a man. Like being in this machine has actively like damaged and pinched and hurt him like he's just been exploded and treated with gears um, and around his heart he just has this absolutely massive amount of scarring it's yeah. just a huge scar across here mm. and yeah yep. everyone is dead yep victory yes and I think at this point that um Kaelin and Bryn, not necessarily being in the mood for anything particularly complicated, will stagger back out to the... Well, Kaelin staggers, Bryn walks and Kaelin leans on her a bit. Stagger out to the front door and go straight out through the palace, killing any clockwork guard that tries to stop them, which I shouldn't imagine many do. To be honest, Bryn's actually got a much better um, method of egress here, because once she gets anywhere that she can do it, she will just dimension door you out of here. Ah, sweet, yep, so we just... So you lean across her, she... Leads you out, sort of scratches at the air a couple of times, doesn't get anywhere because it isn't working within certain confines of this place, including in this throne room. Once she's out of it and a bit further down the corridor, she tries again. She, ah, there it is. And pulls at the air and seems to rip a shimmer into the first world itself for a moment. She says, we'll go through to the others. Come on, steps through. (laughs) And takes you back outside to the, um, to the, the effectively the drawbridge. Yeah. Where Tristan and Svetlana are holding off the hordes. Yeah, so I think we should definitely have a cutscene to see what Tristan and Svetlana are doing as we appear. So. As you appear, Svetlana is up in the air and calls down raises her hands, flicks them out and nothing happens. She calls down I'm out! Tristan Tristan says, well I'm not, pulls out more arrows and (laughs) lets fly a string into the next line of clockwork guards that are coming around the corner. They start to drop and in the background you can see there's about ten of them tied up in this giant horde of spectral vines that are going crush, crush, crush at them, slowly killing them. And with several loud crunching noises going on in the background, Svetlana flies down towards you. Aristos Grace, are you alright? No, but I'm alive. It was a trap. Actually, it was kind of a lot of trap. 
Iravidi got away. He he wasn't in there. He 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 got away hours ago. Villamorkoff is dead. Everyone will want to know what's happened, but I think you could use a few moments. We're uh, largely under control here. If we can, once we no longer we no longer need to hold this gate. Nay, we can. Um, if you can get us back to the army, we can come in by more conventional means. I usually like to lead from the front, but I think today I might be the kind of king that leads from the rear. Then let's get out of here. And out of the city you go. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, because I'd like, I'd like the, um, Switlana teleports us to somewhere near the front lines where, um, people are just accepting the surrenders and things. Yeah. And, um, Rastlene is presumably up the front there somewhere. Um, Along with my own commanders and things like that. Yeah. And um, the four of us appear on the um, battlefield, and um, Kaelin will immediately just sit down on the grass. All right. That's done. For the, that's done for the moment. Yeah, that's a, that's a very nice way of phrasing it, yeah. because you know that Rasseline would not want you to reappear here and go, well, everybody isn't dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's as good as, that's as good as we're getting. And, um, Helen will glass, yeah, because, um, it was sort of, we were, I, I think this is kind of the mopping up process, yeah, because so. Kaelin saw the battle won, but, you know, I don't think it's as simple as, the army's defeated and then we just immediately go into the city? Correct. Yeah, so even now it's sort of... There, there is in fact, you're like, you're sort of still yeah. expecting to have several hours of fighting in the city because Pytax yeah. does not want to surrender to you before, you know, the last holdouts sort of just give way. And also, um, you know, like, my... Pytaxia is now really not my problem. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, my armies will continue to keep up the pressure as long as Rasseline wants us to, but, you know, she's going to be potentially liberating Pytax. Yeah. I don't know if she wants us to take it first and then she liberates it. And effectively, um, she will, um, turn, she will turn to you, King Thorn, come over closer to you and out of earshot of all the commanders and that. And she leans in close to you. Is it done? Is the Clockwork King dead? Nay, he got away before the ba- before um, this morning. Shit! It was a trap. He um, had a a copy of himself in there. It was meant to kill me. Down there, did a, a duplicate of some kind. I rigged to explode. He knew I'd come up to fight it close, and he knew I could beat it. So he... I'd be dead if not for Bryn. She reaches up, just rubs her face for a moment, and then in a very Vaughn-style move, just sort of takes a deep breath, packs whatever frustrations and anger she has away, recognising it isn't going to help her, and... But from a certain from certain points of view, the Clockwork King could be perceived to be dead. He is no longer ruling in Pytax. It will have to do for today, and she and will. There's a there's a there's a very dead Clockwork thing that looks out of a lot like a Rivetti in the throne room. 
it's up to you how you want it. it it's up to you how you want to uh, uh, sell it to the people. That will do nicely. Philemon, um, I'm leaving the place to you at this point, um, but I've taken what what I want from the throne room. But I'd appreciate it if you'd have Villamore cough buried. It, it. I'll have it taken care of. Uh, I, I, I'd appreciate it if you have Villamore cough buried as he is. Are you up for being chased out of Pytaxia? We'll move out at our own discretion. We'll move out at our own discretion, but I'm happy to leave the yeah. place to you at this point. She, she's effectively um, established with you what she wants to do with this. She has no intention of fighting you off, yeah. or even mock fighting you off. It's more, there's, there's a lot of show associated with this. She's going to go into your tent and have intense negotiations that aren't really actually happening, because they've already yeah. happened with you, and then come out and announce to, to the commanders in Pytaxia's armies that, you know, she has made an arrangement with King Thorn and he and his men will be returning to Stagthorn and thus she's sort of heroically liberating you, them, and her troops will, to some extent harry you out of here, like some of her army will follow you to make sure you leave, Yeah, which is completely unnecessary, but this is all just pure theatre at this yeah. point. I, as long as I can sit down as long as I can sit down while we do it but yeah, Ra- Rastaline cares enough to make sure that she's not actively putting you at risk in the process of doing yeah, this, because Ke- you've come back a lot better than she was hoping for. Yeah, Kalen will stagger into his tent, at which point he will sit down and let Rastaline play a show and he doesn't say a lot. Yeah. <laughs> which probably works fine yeah. for her purposes. Whisper, whisper, wow, the king looked really beaten, you know. Yeah. Whisper. <laughs> and then, um, Kalen and his various armies will decamp from the area. And actually probably just go, you know, we'll, um, Kaelin honestly is tough enough to just kind of stagger along, um, but once we're sufficiently far out that we're in the bit of Pytex that we control, yeah. his armies are just going, armies are just going to camp for the night. Yeah. Because everybody else is really tired too, they've just had a three day battle. It's quite fair. <laughs> And while Kaelin could teleport home, he doesn't want to. He wants to go home with his boys. Plus, you know, Svetlana's out of spells for the day, I would uh, imagine. But Svetlana actually doesn't know teleport. Ah, right. Oh, I thought she did. Uh, I haven't um, yet picked up her next fifth level spell. Oh, right, it might be teleport, teleport it might is not. on my list. Right, I got muddled. But yes, we, we stagger out to our new border with Mavoy, and... Um, the armies all all make camp and everybody sort of collapses. Yep. Kaelin gets his king tent pitched and goes and lights it down in it with Bryn for preference. And then he sleeps like the dead. Yep. <laughs> Which he fortunately isn't. And, you know, people will, um, whenever you're up for it, people will want a full briefing as to what went down. Yep. Um... Yeah, I which, think, um, which I don't necessarily think needs to be done, or it can be if you like, or we can do it another time, whatever you prefer. Uh, what are we looking at? Yeah, well, um, we've still got a bit of time for wrapping up, but I think the... Um, yes, but the, I think you, the player, might be a bit raw. No, no, it's um, I'm playing out how Kaelin's doing, I'm okay. Um, but, um, so, yeah, so Kaelin sleeps like the dead for about, you know, 14 or 15 hours. Yeah. And then um, wakes up and actually looks quite a bit better. Um, you know, I would imagine he's availed himself of some of the excess of magical healing yes. he has available, so he's no longer, like, bruised and beaten and stuff, 
and he gets up and sort of, you know, hugs Bryn, goes out, eats an enormous breakfast, and kind of, he still looks kind of shocky, but he's definitely much more on planet Galarian and less on, um, and the experience is definitely going to be with him for a while, but he, he's, he's back on the planet and will, um, gather the army commanders together and, um, the guys he's got and, yep. um, give a private briefing on what went down and where Ravetti is and what happened in the throne room. Largely comprises of Ravetti could be anywhere except in the throne room. Yeah, and I will, that will, the army commanders will include the river raisers, yep. so I will let them know that Ravetti is not dead, Fair. but I will ask them to keep it to themselves unless Mavoy wants to publicise it, but I want to let them know, you know, I'll make it clear I tried hard to kill him, and I'm going to keep trying yeah, hard yeah. to kill him. Marlin nods at this. Brilliant. But then, he always was. Alive or dead, the Clockwork King no longer has any hold over me or my family. Nay. I'm free of that, thanks to you. Uh, nay, we need to talk over what you want to do now. But I'm thinking, um, right now maybe, um come back to Stagthorn and c- collect your pay and supplies and the like it, it rest, the, rest your people up makes sense we've certainly got the, we've certainly got the space if you want to um, you're welcome to camp outside in the forest if you want to camp inside one of the walls we've certainly got the space we've got a bunch of spare garrisons because we had yep. to build military bases yep. Yep. but I would imagine they'd rather camp out in the forest but they can camp out nearby in the yeah, forest because yeah. Alex is Raises are still yeah. like, just they're not expecting the other shoe to drop, but they're kind of braced for the fact that Caelan might just turn around and go, Okay, army, kill them. Yeah. And I figured like in a forest hex they have the sort of confidence that they can kind of slip away and evade yeah. my guys in a way that they wouldn't be able to take them in a straight out fight. And um Caelan heads heads back Caelan and armies head back to Elkstrist, the armies deploy back to their um various bases and go inactive with one would imagine a fairly profound sigh of relief. Yep. I still need to work out um, how long they've been active. Yeah, that's, that's fine. And, um, yes, we'll um, head back in. So, um, I'm interested in what Rasseline's doing and, um, you know, what's happening next and stuff, but I don't know if we want to just leave it there. Uh, so, you will get ascending from Michaela, um, as effectively as you were coming out of Pytaxia, yeah. uh, which basically just very much says, you know, all is quiet and well here, nothing yeah. has happened, no mysterious sneak attacks at home. Yeah. Uh, you, in fact, you probably get something... Caelan, all is, qu- all is quiet, all, all's quiet here in Stagthorn. Whatever Erevetti whatever is planning, it's not targeting us. <laughs> yep. Found that. Yeah, yeah. And Caleb says, Nay, it's alright. I know what he was planning now. <laughs> Everyone's alive here. We're heading home. Everyone's alive here. Just. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's one, no... one word left to hit your 25. Just. Uh, yeah, there's no need, to, no need to worry her unnecessarily. That message clearly indicates that it didn't go well. Zero. Zero. Yeah, and I am unlikely to take her out until that changes, and Kaelin is on one. 
and I was really see. Uh, I, I was really. I was um, lucky. I had a card that was relevant because I could really have pissed through everything I had and everything Bryn had. That's that's really and not and not had enough left. So yeah, um, di- discussing. Also, this. I was contemplate. Con- Contemplating just letting Kaelin die and saving Bryn's last yeah. hero point. Yeah, that's fair. Because if I didn't have enough to survive all the explosions anyway. So co- contemplating this with, um, you know, your advisors and clever Tristan and that after the fact. Yeah. It's basically, it's a really mul- endlessly multifaceted plan upon plan upon plan. And yeah. The general conclusion, I, I think we've got most of them. The theory is that you kill the thing and it explodes and then it kills you that Koth lives and you kind of upset that by just horrifically damaging him before the thing Yeah, yeah, I, thought, I, I saw what the... He, he genuinely can take that many D6s of fire to the head and still keep ticking because his hit points are basically double yours on account of I'm the ludicrous barbarian yeah. of terror. Um, but, but I don't actually think they're double yours, but they're over, they're over 200. Hilariously, and Koth had exactly the same problem, which is that we'd both beaten each other down sufficiently that that a yep. series of explosions we could have survived instead yep. it, well, killed me and came damn close to killing Koth. Yeah. Koth has a ring of evasion on, which does not seem like his usual yeah, attire, yeah. but is designed to help him survive this plan. It yeah. didn't work, but it could have. Yeah, and I mean, um, he came damn close to making, if he just made every reflex save, yeah. he could actually have taken all that fire damage and just walked away horribly injured. Because yeah, the DC-14s are quite achievable by him, yeah. but they're certainly not a given. And if Kalen and Koth had been doing comparable damage to each other, yeah. by the time we got to that point in the fight, Koth could well have still had a massive bank of hit points to... Correct, um, and where he steps out having taken 100 damage, but is still functionally ticking away, Yeah, and you're on your last legs, then yeah. step out and Ginsu's you with a great axe. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the archers are there to kill you if yeah. they can. If you if you refuse to engage the thing, they're there yeah. to kill it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's not coincidence that Bryn's the best equipped to survive this. That's uh, people theorize, you know, like Plan H of Erevetti's multifaceted plans. He's trying not to kill for whatever he, whatever, whatever reason. reason. He does not want Bryn dead. If he wanted Bryn dead, he's you know had several. Yeah, it's just interesting because Corwin did see him killing Bryn, so mm. clearly there's a circumstance under which that changes, but we haven't hit it. Yeah. But um, but you know. Like, Kaelin's pretty pissed at this point, but I imagine that's nothing to how pissed Bryn is for an ambush plan that involves killing Kaelin but leaving her still. Oh, yeah, she's fucking murderous. Yeah. She is climbing the walls over this. Yeah. Like, it's it's not like she had some deep fatherhood bond with Christrucio or Vidi anyway. She was actually quite happy to murder the Clockwork King. Yeah, but yeah. Now it's become, you know, but, we're doing this to protect the pack from a threat to its much more fucking personal. Now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, um, you know, I think on some level, like, to start with, she had a very low sentiment. She's got a very low percentage of that sentimentality, which means this should mean something to me, even though I have no personal experience of that. Mm. But it's also like, but. Neither of us had that much personal skin in Uraveti as a threat. We wanted him taken down because he was a threat. But I kind of respected him and she did pro- didn't really care one way or another. Yeah. Whereas I think now it's just gotten a lot more personal. Okay. And, and Kaelin feels outfought by Uraveti, which is actually reasonably anticipatable, but he really didn't see coming. Yeah. You know, like, 
even though Irvini has consistently outfought him, he really thought this time his plan was okay enough that Irvini wasn't going to be able to screw him, and Irvini screwed him twice, first by getting away, and second by this very personal ambush. Because, of course, this is this is what Kalen does. He kills things in melee. It's a giant melee bomb. And it's a giant melee bomb for a guy who doesn't have very good reflex saves. It's it's like he knows how I fight. Like, he's just... St- like, I mean, I know we were both observing each other, but I was just sitting there going, how am I going to fight this guy in melee? He's a fucking tank. Where apparently he was going, I need to design a Kalen bomb. What does Kalen not have? Reflex saves. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, enough half damage yeah, yeah. will just kill you. It, it, you need a lot of it, but he got a lot of it. It did. It did kill me. <laughs> Seriously, that's, um, you know, the that was one, two, three, four. That was um, four negative. Yeah. Um, that was four more than ten. But more perhaps, than negative ten damage. Perhaps Kaelin would like this fine ring of evasion. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know, actually... Well, yeah, like, if you'd had that, that would have put you in cough shoes. I'm fine as long as I keep saving. It's not... Although, um... Actually, his reflex save isn't that bad. It's 12. It's much better than coughs. Yeah. Yeah, because he put a bunch of his missed fighter points in reflex. That's actually really good, because you put your fighter defenses in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, more of them are in will, but, um... The theory was that the will, failing will saves and being enchanted is worse because the reflex saves yeah, just take damage. Yeah. But I hadn't seen, like, you don't normally have to make eight of them in a string. <laughs> eight of them. Eight reflex saves. I really do love that Bryn is just completely unharmed by the entire experience. Yeah. Like, well, she's taken 30 points of damage from cough hitting her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she has the different. opposite problem. She can evade the fireballs all day. Uh, even the hard one isn't all that hard for her. She needs to roll a seven to save. Yeah, yeah, it was certainly worth spending one of your hero points on making that save. Um, on the other hand, like, if Koth will just fucking eviscerate her over a couple of rounds of melee. Yeah, yeah, there was a reason I didn't just leave her in the fight to take to take on Koth. Also, you know, in a fight with two melee beat sticks, Kayla should really be hitting one of them. Which is exactly what he knew I would do. It feels very personal now. <laughs> very personal. But you've killed the clockwork copy. Yeah. And um Go us. Certainly well Kalen didn't understand the schematics enough that he that he found to realise it was going to do that. You do understand it enough to know this is not the kind of thing Eravidi can just kinda of casually pull out of his pants. Well also this trap won't work a second time. Correct. But but um, he he went to significant amounts of time and effort to build this copy in the first yeah. place because making it explode like that is quite hard. Presumably, if it was easy, all his troops would do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and making it that it works, it functions as a copy of him enough to deceive you is also hard. Yeah. So yeah, you you are not likely to run into the same problem again. Is basically yeah. the message. All right. Although um, you may you may well be notably warier about killing the next golem you come across. Yeah, yeah. Fucking. Next time I'm drinking my potion of protection from fire. It's the fact that I had one in my bag. It would have just completely solved that problem. That's right. You've planned for that as well. That's why it does slashing damage. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, if I had the protection from fire up, 
It like I but the thing is I had to you can't you don't have the t- time to just spend yeah, like yeah. three rounds drinking potion and, and his, I needed that shield of faith to stop cough killing yeah, me. And his theory is why are you going to be protecting yourself from fire against opponents that you know don't use fire in any notable regard? Yeah, yeah. I mean I was kind of thinking um I kinda wish I'd drunk that when the random fire was being hiffed around with the fireball that was like, well, but you know, I didn't have time to drink both and the shield of faith was more but the yeah. thing is if I had drunk that one it would have, um, the, the, like, it would have been one forty-point explosion, and yes, I would have been yes. largely fine. That's that's why Koth isn't supposed to be throwing the beads of fireball yeah. until the thing has gone up. He just was getting right to the point where he went, "Well, it's, it's time to blow it up." Yeah, like, like we need to move on with this plan. I can't take another two rounds of this shit. So that's what he was doing with his bead of fireball: is trying to hurt the thing badly enough that I could kill it. Trying try to hurt it badly. Like, it doesn't matter if he kills it; the same yeah. thing happens. Right, if yeah. he hits it with a, with enough of a fireball that it explodes, yeah. that it runs out of hit points and explodes, then the same thing happens. Yeah, and ironically, if Koth had done me more damage, I'd have been really upset with the protection of fire. And instead of attacking that thing, I'd have drunk uh, the fire damage. Instead of attacking that thing, I'd have drunk my potion of protection from fire. But he had orders to try not to throw his beads of fireball unless he yeah. had to, because the obvious. Um, Follow on from that as he starts chucking fire at you, and Caelan goes, "Okay, call protection from fire." Well, even and I mean, even if I had resist fire, that'd actually be equally bad because yes. the if you've got twenty dr versus fire, a lot of the little fire explosions just don't hurt you. <laughs> yeah, so that that wasn't Koth following the plan; that was Koth breaking the plan because he was getting his ass kicked. Yeah, but it makes very good sense because um, if uh, I could have really munted that strategy just by going and killing Koth instead of the droid. Yeah. Although, of course, it wouldn't have worked out so well for Koth, but um, it would still have worked out pretty well because he would have probably had one more round of killing yeah. Kalen, and then we'd have monstered the droid to death because yeah. it would have, and it would have exploded on both of us. And the, the clockwork... That would probably actually have been even worse. The clockwork copy um, obviously has no sense of self-preservation. Yeah. In fact... Um, I don't know if you spotted that it deliberately moves around, provokes attack of opportunity, so that you'll kill it faster. No, I didn't work out that's what it was doing. I mean, it's it's also perfectly in character for, yes. you know, I care not for my own life because I'm here to kill Caleb. Yeah, yeah. But, but Koth actually has enough um, humanity, individuality to want to live. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's okay to die for the cause, but he's, he's not just right. into pointless sacrifice. Well, Was particularly it? because... Um, he wants to win, yeah. and being the last guy standing is... Except, obviously, that they had his special orders rewritten. But being the last guy standing is will it, winning. Like, even if he even if he had killed Kalen, you know, he still wanted to come out at the end. Yes. And really, with his hit point total and a ring of evasion on, it was reasonable. It was, that he was, it it was, was a good plan. He was going to pull that off. But yeah, so that's, that's at least slightly comforting. I was thinking, why didn't I go kill Koth instead of beating up the droid? But actually, that had worked out worse. Because if he damaged me one more time, then I'd killed him. Then either I'd gone and stabbed the droid, Brun had gone and stabbed the droid, or the archers had come in and shot the droid. Yeah. Caelan would have had even less hit points, yeah. and the explosion would have been just as bad. Yeah, yeah. And Koth wouldn't have, you know, Koth would have already have been dead. It's a long held good plan. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of thought gone into this. Alright, so the last thing Wiley Coyote, super genius So the last thing that I want to do Is just um, work out The time period for the armies Because that's the kind of thing I could lose track of Yeah, yeah, so at this point we can do Whatever you um, 
whatever you want to do to close out on session. If you want to work out army times, that's fine. Yeah, um, I need the calendar and the army sheet. Cool. Um, that's probably about what we want to call the episode for the podcast then. Yeah. I imagine what you've spent on armies is not compelling. Um, so, yeah, the clockwork copy is dead. Pytaxia is taken. And at this point, undisputedly, the war is over between Pytax and Stagthorn. Even if the Clockwork King himself is still out there, he has no more armies in reserve. He has, he presumably has other aces up his sleeve to play, but not in the form of a giant war. Yeah. But yet so many questions remain unanswered. Dum, dum, dum.